All the major news stories made simple and easy for your listening pleasure. We'll break it down for you in keywords. And for the segment, we're joined by Adam. Good morning. Hello, Lena. Happy Tuesday. Happy Tuesday. <laughs> you sound excited. I'm always excited. That's not true, but I'll this take it. This is my it. normal voice every uh, day. You know, I do wonder, for someone who's been in TV and radio for so long, have you heard your voice? <laughs> <laughs> you sound fantastic. Thank you for maybe, joining us. Yeah, maybe I should. <laughs> <laughs> All jokes aside, we appreciate your presence this morning. Let's jump into keyword news as we try to clarify some of these major headlines for our listeners, starting with the Olympic Games. This is our first keyword of the day. Japan trip cancelled. So President Moon Jae-in will not visit Tokyo for the upcoming Olympics set to kick off in three days' time, scrapping plans for what would have been his first summit with his Japanese counterpart, Yoshida Suga. So let's take a look at the reasoning. Yeah, it's not a very good reason, unfortunately. Yeah. It is uh, something that could spew another round of tensions. Uh, the announcement came after Seoul lodged a protest over a news report on Friday that a senior diplomat at Japan's embassy in Seoul had said... Moon was, quote, masturbating when describing his efforts to improve relations between the two countries. Now, Moon's press secretary, Park Seon, told a briefing that both sides had explored ways to tackle rounds over history and boost cooperation, but failed to reach an agreement. Uh, but while the consultations reached a significant level of mutual understanding, Park said the summit was not likely to produce any significant results. Mm-hmm. He also added that Seoul took other circumstances into account without elaborating whether, mm-hmm. it, whether it was that uh, lewd remark mm-hmm. by that official. Uh, they didn't officially say. Mm-hmm. Now, the top office said it turned sceptical, though, about Moon's potential trip after the Japanese diplomat's uh, unacceptable comment. Mm-hmm. Uh, Moon will instead send the culture minister, Huang Hee, to Friday's opening ceremony of the Tokyo Games as head of the Korean delegation. Uh, the Prime Minister, uh, Yoshida Suga, meanwhile, declined to comment on Moon's decision, but mm-hmm. he did describe the Japanese diplomat's uh, remarks as inappropriate. Mm. And he added that he hopes to continue to communicate firmly with South Korea's government based on Japan's consistent position, he said, in order to restore a healthy relationship between the neighbours. Uh, the wording is a bit obscure. <laughs> but I mean, but, sometimes words are left vague, I think, with a purpose. Yeah. And it, it does seem like it does leave room for future talks but for the time being uh, it does feel a little passive but the language of uh, communicate firmly and based on Japan's consistent position Mm. using words like that basically means that we're not going to change your stance you change yours uh, and so it's going to all be going back to square one I guess all right, that's yeah. where we stand. I cannot believe the Olympic Games is just three days away. <sighs> wow, yeah. <Right. laughs> I was completely oblivious to it until I saw this story. Right, I mean, we, we knew yeah. it was coming quickly, but yeah. it's here, guys. Mm. All right, on to our second keyword of the day. Vaccine woes. Korea's vaccine drive is hitting another, yet well, another hurdle with supply concerns and rescheduling of inoculations. So what's the latest? Yeah, there seems to be another delay in the Moderna vaccine doses, especially coming into the country. Uh, those in their 50s were supposed to get the Moderna shot, but some of them will instead get the Pfizer shot. So mm. some will get Moderna, some will get Pfizer, whichever okay. is available. Uh, now, the deadline for that demographic has also uh, been extended by three days until August 28th. It was originally uh, set to end at August 25th. That's the second time for the schedule to be delayed. Uh, the KDCA said one batch uh, of Moderna doses that have uh, come in was taking some time to get out to the public due to some inspection and delivery issues. Mm. 
Uh, Korean conglomerates, uh, uh, meanwhile, are also replacing Moderna's vaccine with Pfizer's for their in-house inoculation programs because there seems to be more of a supply of that. Uh, For people aged 53 and 54, the vaccine booking system opened yesterday, but again, was marred by technical glitches, servers Mm. going down. Uh, There were also reports of some people successfully making reservations through some loopholes in the system as well, and they were posting it online. And it was actually effective in allowing people to essentially cut in line. That's basically what it is. Right. And there was no way for the uh, health minister to intervene and say, we're going to cancel those reservations. Yeah. I mean, with more people getting a lot more tech savvy, I guess uh, this kind of uh, instances are inevitable, but uh, unfortunate at the same time. Um, And people aged between 50 and 52 can make appointments starting today, actually at 8 p.m. Korea time. Reservations will be open through the system from... uh, Uh, Wednesday through uh, Saturday for Mm. anyone 50 to 54 as well. So if you're in that age group, take note of that. Uh, Whether it will be technical glitch free (laughs) remains to be seen. Uh, And honestly, I think the Korean government should kind of up its game when it comes to these things. I mean, it's not the first time this has happened. It's happened several times when they've opened these reservations. They really need to get their servers in check. Right. Uh, I I think at this point they could prioritize it because, I mean, there are concerns around it. So why not tackle it forefront? I mean, haven't we dubbed ourselves the IT sort of (sighs) forefronter? You would think, right? (laughs) I think there's technology. I don't know whether or not it was priority. That's probably something else to think about but anyway uh, hopefully Mm. the next reservation openings will be smooth sailing all right on to our third keyword of the day pandemic isn't over That's the words of the U.S. Surgeon General. Looking at the pandemic situation in the U.S., the American Surgeon General is expressing strong concern over Mm. the rise of cases in the United States. So what did he have to say specifically on what occasion? Yes, quite a stern warning. The Surgeon General Vivek Murthy told CNN State of the Union that he is, quote, worried about what is to come and the COVID-19 pandemic is not over. He said he was particularly concerned about the rise in infections among the unvaccinated. Uh, More on that soon. Uh, He was echoing recent remarks by Joe Biden. Uh, Murphy says people are being inundated with Mm -hmm. misinformation about the available vaccines being unsafe or unnecessary, especially in the the U.S. There seems to be a lot of anti-vaccine sentiment, especially among some southern states and uh, conservative states. And And there are a lot of explanations as to why that may be. One being it was politicized. The other being the United States does have a lot of history of creating the first vaccines for a lot of Mm -hmm. outbreaks. So there is concerns over, well, historically, was it always effective? And so there are these different angles to consider. Mm. However, Canada also did just, I think, outdo the vaccination rate, uh, one up in the United States. So it does bring into the point of concern, well, Mm. when will Americans get vaccinated? Yeah, there seems to be some hesitancy still left. Absolutely. uh, Especially with uh, social media and the era of social media and the internet, uh, especially with this information spreading. And uh, on that, Murthy urged the public to use their common sense, basically, and verify sources of information that are found on social media. Mm. They are not... 
verified news outlets. They are literally social media sites and mm. where a lot of random people post information and mm. a lot of people are taking them for their word, which is a bit unfortunate. So, yes, yeah, use your common sense. And uh, he said, actually, that both the public and the social media firms needed to tackle the spread of misinformation. Now, that uh, aspect, there's been some tension between the Biden administration and social media giants such as Facebook over this misinformation issue. And who has to police it? Right. And Facebook uh, earlier said that Biden and his aides should stop finger pointing and uh, detailed what it had done to encourage inoculation. So... There's been a bit of a, a yeah a bit of a friction between the Biden administration and these social media giants because that's Biden- such a politically correct way to frame <laughs> it. So some tensions. Yeah, because uh, Washington is basically <laughs> saying that these companies, you know, they should filter out this misinformation. They're not right. doing enough to right. stop the spread of it. Uh, these companies are saying, well, there's so much. There's only so much that we could do. The freedom of expression. Yeah, and on the other side, we're also encouraging uh, real information and correct information and the science as well. Don't right. just point us out for random people posting misinformation. It's, it's just a tough situation at the moment. And you should all, you should also question social media algorithms because. Because based yeah. on what I like and who I follow right. and who who whose profiles and information I look into, mm. it actually generates similar stories. Yeah. So it, it may just reinforce whatever you believe in. That's a very good point. Yeah. And so you should, any of us should question it. Yeah. I mean, always take a neutral stance when you're looking at social media. First of all, don't take your news from social media. <laughs> That's a good point. Get it from keyword. <laughs> <laughs> Get it from Good Morning Soul. And good Morning Soul, yes. Right. And uh, yeah, use your common sense. I mean, if it sounds too good, to, too good to be true, mm. then it probably is. The thing is, I feel like any of our listeners would agree with us and we don't need yeah. to convince any of them. So how do we convince someone who's not <laughs> listening well, to our program? T- that's the question, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> that's the golden question. On to our fourth keyword of the day. Freedom Day. Now, turn to the UK now. The so-called Freedom Day kicked off on Monday full force with virtually all virus restrictions being lifted simultaneously. This comes despite a rise in cases and concern over the Delta variant. So what's the latest? Yeah, it's a bit of a a tough time for Prime Minister Boris Johnson. Uh, His Freedom Day was marred by the surging infections over the weekend just before they kicked in on Monday. Uh, But those concerns didn't really stop thousands of people from flooding to nightclubs and other events. Uh, They were pretty much excited a lot of young people being out and about in pubs and bars and uh, partying uh, ironically johnson is actually in self-isolation at the moment after being in contact with mm. an infected individual none other than his health secretary and uh, johnson and another official are in self-isolation johnson has been vaccinated though mm. uh, it is just a precaution and there's been a lot of uh there's been a lot of controversy over the fact that uh, he was in self-isolation. He was initially objecting to the idea because he's saying, well, we don't really require it now, but if I do, then it kind of he's kind of contradicting himself in a way, if you see what I mean. Sure, but yeah. but he, he has to. That's protocol. So well, he that's has, the thing. Is, is it, it protocol? protocol? Or, yeah, is it protocol or because not? Because it's that Freedom was Day? The, yeah, that was the question. Okay. And so he was a bit hesitant. Well, if I go into self-isolation, then I'm contradicting myself about this whole Freedom Day thing. Uh-huh. But then, of course, as a precaution, he has indeed, he's in quarantine now. So that... There's a lot of <laughs> there's I, I, a lot I of chaos s- around this Freedom Day, basically. And I'll I can try. see why there's yeah. confusion. <laughs> a lot, yeah. And 
concern. It's <laughs> exactly. not really helping people who who are who aren't even supportive of Freedom Day in the first yeah. place. Yeah, exactly. And uh, it's not just this whole uh, Freedom Day and the spike in cases. There's been this so-called pandemic mm. crisis that's been happening. This National Health Service app is ordering hundreds of thousands of people to self-isolate, uh, basically saying that they've been in close contact with infected people. Uh, this has prompted warnings of supermarket shelves being emptied as well, so people will stock mm-hmm. up and mm-hmm. uh, hoard stuff. Uh, many businesses, though, are actually keeping some social distancing arrangements in place, uh, perhaps mindful of public unease as well. There are mm-hmm. a lot of people still who are a bit uneasy about going out maskless and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, the British government, however, denies that it is trying to hasten the arrival of herd immunity. That's mm-hmm. one of the accusations that have been made about this Freedom Day thing. Uh, but many scientists say that it is essentially what the policy implies. Mm. Some health experts have called it a reckless experiment with dangerous consequences for the world. Others have actually uh, said it is reasonable as well, uh, kind of echoing Johnson's remarks about uh, if not now, when kind of thing. And mind you, the UK did have one of the strongest and longest lockdowns recorded. Mm. And so it did have to be lifted at some time. But yeah. as for timing, I mean, it had already been delayed. And so... Yeah. Is this the right time? I I mean, uh, personally, I don't think it is. I think it's still a bit too early. And Mm. um, especially in a time when these cases and this Delta variant are running rampant as well. So it is bad timing, in my opinion. We'll have Mm. to see. Mm. And uh, hopefully Korea and the rest of the world will kind of monitor the situation there and think whether they should follow suit or not. All right. On to our fifth keyword of the day. Microsoft exchange hacked. So tensions between the West, including, of course, the United States and China, are brewing again after Western nations blamed China for a major cyber attack on Microsoft Exchange earlier this year. What's the latest? Yeah, the US, Britain, the EU, as well as NATO have all accused Beijing of sponsoring this massive hack that was discovered earlier this year. The attack targeted Microsoft Exchange servers, email servers in particular, affecting at least 30,000 organizations globally. So it's not just isolated to Microsoft, but uh, other places around the world. Uh, They vowed to work with other countries to halt what the US State Department called China's destabilizing behavior in cyberspace. Uh, China has previously denied the allegations of hacking and says it opposes all forms of cybercrime. They didn't really make a remark on this latest uh, condemnation, but uh, probably similar rhetoric will come out. Uh, The UK Foreign Office said the Chinese government had ignored repeated calls to end its reckless campaign, instead allowing state-backed actors to increase the scale of their attacks and act recklessly when caught. The Mm. White House said it reserved the right to take additional actions against China over its cyber activities, but asked why Washington had not announced any sanctions along with the cyber hacking allegations. The White House Press Secretary uh, Jen Psaki said the inclusion of NATO in Monday's chorus of denunciations represented an escalated response. That question came because the US did actually sanction Russia over similar cyber attack uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, allegations. Now, the EU, meanwhile, said the hack had resulted in security risks and significant economic loss for government institutions and private companies. So they're basically creating... Um, They're ganging up on China, basically putting pressure on them. That's Mm -hmm. why they're kind of using this collective denunciation rather than one single country calling them out. All right. On to our last keyword of the day. Oil deal. So OPEC and allied nations have agreed to raise the production limits of oil imposed on five countries next year and boost their production, according to OPEC+. Plus. So mm-hmm. run us through the details. Yeah, so this deal basically ends a dispute that roiled all markets. Uh, the dispute earlier this month came after the United Arab Emirates argued that the baseline for its crude production quota was too low. Mm-hmm. That was a claim that was re- uh, rejected uh, by Saudi Arabia. Uh, the spat briefly sent crude prices soaring and underlined a growing economic 
economic trade and foreign policy rivalry between the neighboring countries. So there's been a lot of countries that have been trying to mediate between them and create a kind of a, a peacemaking deal, if you will. Mm. Uh, but after Sunday's agreement, coordinated increases in oil supply from the group known as OPEC Plus will begin starting next month. Overall production will increase by 400,000 barrels per day on a monthly basis from that point uh, onward, mm. hopefully, and uh, hopefully with an aim to stabilize the, the, crude uh, soar, the crude oil prices that have soared, yes. Would that make it more affordable for us? It has nothing to do with us. Uh, well, we'll see. We'll have to see at the pumps <laughs> how it affects it. Hopefully, though. Thank yeah. you very much, Adam, for today's coverage. I'll see you tomorrow. See you tomorrow. If you're listening to our program using the podcast service, just a reminder that we do go live Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. Korea Standard Time. So tune in and help us make the show more informative by giving us your input. See you bright and early on Good Morning Seoul.